there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From Gimla, this is Reply All. I'm Emmanuel Jochi. And I'm Alex Goldman. Alex, we're back, mate. Yeah. I feel like not working on stories for a couple months gave me like an incredible reserve of story energy. And now I'm getting to expend it all in the world, which feels awesome. Yeah, no. And that is why you are going first. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So today's episode... Uh um, I, I'd actually call it an experiment as opposed to a story. Okay, um, calling me intrigued. So uh, there's a reporter. Her name is Ashley Feinberg. She's been on the show before. Uh, we 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 talked to her about her uncanny ability to find secret social media accounts of like powerful government figures and celebrities. Yeah, she makes us look like we have absolutely no idea what we're doing on this show. Yeah, she makes us look like real junior varsity. But I wanted to talk to her because she had recently started a newsletter on Substack called uh, Trashberg. Hey, Ashley. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? And I wanted to talk to her because there was an article on there a couple weeks ago that was just like this brilliant and deceptively simple idea, which just had to do with like the weird shit that she Googles. Okay. I remember it was like years ago and I like first realized that like Google was saving every single search I'd ever made and like it's like itemized list that you could just like go through at any point and I started looking at like searches from like years and years ago and was just like a like taken aback by like how much I remembered like why I had like searched the term like fish penis or like some other thing like (laughs) five years ago why had you searched the term fish penis well there was a thing a few years ago remember about the guy having sex with the fish give him this don't worry about if you don't yeah guy having sex with a fish yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just, uh, I've like always had it in the back of my mind that I like just like wanted desperately a reason to like search through other people's search histories because I feel like it's like very, uh, it's the same sort of like unguarded sort of uh, thing they're doing when they think no one who is judging them is watching them. Like I feel like it's just like a very illuminating window into like a person. I mean, the thing that I find so funny about the idea is that it's like, um, is the, like, lack of context that it gives. Yeah. You know those sort of, like, uh, comedy of errors movies where, like, a person gets in a compromising position where it looks like they're <laughs> cheating on someone else and they're like, yes. no, no, wait, I can explain. Yeah. So Ashley has this idea. She wants to go through other people's search histories. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, if I want to go through other people's search histories, it's only fair that I let someone go through mine first. So she got a friend of hers, a reporter for Wired, whose name is Kate Nibbs, uh, to go through two weeks of her Google search history 
And the article that came from it was just like so funny. It was like very vulnerable and weird. Like she was searching for things like ancient goths, um, the main Nazi doctor, Jesus furry Trump, Barbara Bush cell phone. Wait, Jesus furry Trump? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like this weird window into like what is on people's minds and how they use the internet. Right, right. It's like a little record of just like every random small thought you've had, like when you sort of like roll over in your sleep and you're like, what's that thing? And so with Ashley's blessing, uh, we we have a new segment. Um, uh, Our producer, Anna Foley, agreed to join, uh, not to share her search history with us, but to sort of be like the lifeguard, keeping us from like swimming out too far into weird internet waters. And uh, I don't know if they're all going to be like this, but I just want to caution. Um, this one feels very much not for kids. So if you have kids listening, it's just like gross internet stuff. Maybe maybe they can sit this one out. Okay. Um, well, let the gross internet stuff start. <laughs> let it begin. <laughs> all right. Welcome to the first installment of our segment. We are calling uh, Don't You Wish You Were Incognito. Uh, reply all producer Anna Foley. Hello. Hello, Michael Alexander Goldwyn. This is just Alex. It's not Alexander. Uh, today. Uh, Wait, really? Yeah. We, it's just Alex. What did, really, on your first certificate, it, it says, says Michael, Michael Alex. Alex Goldwyn. So Alex isn't short for anything. Mm-mm. I feel like this is like the kind of thing that people are going to use to like look up my my like my address and come to my house. We don't have to go that far. I just think it's <laughs> interesting because it's like. I don't know. I would have assumed pretty, it was Alexander. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, we are here for a specific reason. Yeah, we're here for this new segment. And like you guys said, I'm the lifeguard for this whole thing. And as part of my duty as a lifeguard, I'm going to walk you through the rules before we bring on our guest. Number one is no editing, deleting, or studying your searches before handing them over to the other person. Number two is you can't just give like a single page of Google search results or YouTube search results. It's got to be like a week, like a lengthy period of time. The third rule is that me and the rest of the Reply All team will have access to both yours, Alex's, and the guests' Google and YouTube search results. And then basically all we're going to do is talk about a bunch of the different searches that you guys find funny, interesting, whatever. All right, let's do it. And obviously, in order to get this thing started, we need to invite on our very first inaugural guest. Uh, the first guest is Katie Natopoulos, who is a senior tech writer at BuzzFeed News and was on an episode of the show a couple of years ago. Um, she was the author of this incredibly difficult to read list for many years called the 50 worst things on the internet. So like, Mm -hmm. I think that she goes pretty deep as far as searches go. Okay, let's do it. Ah, geez, here she is. (laughs) Hey, good morning. Um... I have like a little bit of a, um, I have a little bit of a technical lag where I'm, I got a new computer and I like mostly use my work computer. And so I have forgotten the um, password to log into my computer. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, there. So Alex, Katie, ready to give this thing a try? Yes. Okay. I, I th- this so it's an Alex. Have you done this with other people yet? No, this, no. This, you, this is our maiden voyage. <laughs> the first thing I'm curious about is just like 
we asked you not to really look at your search history, but you had to like compress it into like a PDF or whatever to send to us. Mm -hmm. So like you must have seen some stuff. And I'm curious how it felt, the little you saw. What did what did it feel like when you were looking at it? Ooh, bad. Yeah, I it made me sort of think of like the different levels of like what's embarrassing here, right? Like there there's like one level that's like, did I Google like um, you know, what's this rash on my butt kind of thing. You know, like something that might be like truly (laughs) embarrassing, like uh, very obviously embarrassing, like a weird medical thing. But then I feel like there's, uh, I was trying to think of like what actually feels like it would be super embarrassing. I think that some of the things that I would find really embarrassing would be like Googling the name of like acquaintances or something that feels, that would make (laughs) me feel so socially awkward, which like I'm sure I definitely do. And everyone does, but it makes you feel like you're a creep. The other thing I felt embarrassed by, which I was not expecting, because it's, like, totally something I do all the time, is, like, I watch a lot of fucking dumb top ten horror movie videos. I I observe some of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, I guess, yeah. I I just want to say, Katie, I think you sent, like, 20 pages of your Google search history and, like, 10 of your YouTube history. Alex, Uh you sent, like... I said a hundred pages. I sent like a yeah. hundred something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a lot more. Uh, I just wanted noise to be thorough. To I, but, you know, I the the YouTube thing is interesting. I mean, it, it made me, and and I haven't looked at mine. Although I I know already what is going to make me like actually feel really bad about my YouTube history, which <laughs> is that <laughs> it's going to reveal how much I've let my child watch YouTube. Which is not something I'm proud of. (laughs) Yeah, I understand that. I think we should go ahead and get started. Okay. Uh, Alex, which of Katie's search history items do you want to talk about first? Um, A lot of your YouTube searches seem like they were for kids. But there were like a couple Mm -hmm. that, there there were a couple in particular that I was like, are these for kids or are these for Katie? And if they're for kids, like, what is the deal? (laughs) And, like, (laughs) the first searches I wanted to ask you about, because you have tons of them, are for Nerf gun videos on YouTube. Yeah, that's that's a sore spot. (laughs) First of all, what Um, are they? What what are these videos? (laughs) Um, So I have a uh, almost five-year-old son, um, and he absolutely should not own a Nerf gun, nor should he watch videos about Nerf guns. But those two things are the only thing that he desires in this world. Does your son have Nerf guns? You're a reasonable person. You would be like, no. Yeah, Is he, he aware ha- of the ha- concept of has, Nerf guns? He has a gun. He has a Nerf gun. He has so a like, gun. You need to clarify, Alex. You need to say Nerf <laughs> gun. He has a, he has a handgun. Uh, no, he has a Nerf It's he- like there was a point at the beginning of the pandemic where I think, you know, everyone was like a little bit like, hey, it's pandemic. I guess we'll let the kids watch as much screen time yep. as they want. I, we're like, was watching a movie every afternoon when the pandemic yeah. started. And like I had a new baby at the time. Like I had a baby at May and was like, here, just take an iPad and you can watch YouTube. I don't care. Um, and that's where he first like started watching this Nerf Patrol stuff. Yeah, I saw a lot of Nerf Patrol. What is Nerf Patrol? It is like literally the like the worst, worst, worst thing on the internet possibly. Like, if I could ever make like a fifty worst things on the internet, it would be just all Nerf Patrol videos. It's like 
it's one of these videos of like uh, it's a family that like makes videos of themselves like acting out scenes shooting nerf guns at each other and I once I like realized what it was I was like okay actually you can that's banned (laughs) no you cannot watch this there were like so many can we watch one (laughs) <laughs> Nerf Patrol battles the dodgeball guy. I think the the setup here is that like something bad happens at the playground. Hey, like look, there is a bully. Coming. You know the dodgeball guy is mean. Oh, you're gonna play dodgeball. <laughs> oh, it's like a grown up hitting a kid with a ball. Where are the Nerf guns? They show up a little bit later. I mean, this. You know what it's like? It's like you know in a porno. There's the setup of like the guy delivering the pizza first. This is the pizza. Okay, so let me skip ahead. Pitch it. Okay. Oh, it's Chucky. It's mm-hmm. Chucky doll and the Joker playing baseball. What the fuck is going on? What? I mean, this is like a classic example of like it. The plot makes no sense. It's purely just like signals of things that kids are interested okay. in, like sure. mean guy playing dodgeball. You missed Joker? I'm gonna skip further in this thing. Nerf Patrol, what's your emergency? So that's Nerf Patrol. Hello, Nerf Patrol. It's the Joker. This kid sitting at a desk chair. He's wearing a policeman's uniform. And behind him is an arsenal of Nerf weapons. (laughs) Can you come down here and help us out? Okay, I'll be down there. It's like the worst dregs of like kid bait YouTube. So it exists in this sort of liminal universe. I I spoke to someone else who makes Nerf uh, gun videos because I was sort of interested in possibly doing a story on it. Um, They have to like exist in this like tension of they don't want to make their videos so family friendly that they end up on the YouTube kids app. Yeah, because they might not make as much money. Yeah. So they got to keep it adult enough to stay on adult YouTube, but they can't make it so realistic that it gets demonetized. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's. I feel like that the amount of like YouTube and especially like that kind of awful YouTube is like probably my most embarrassing, like deepest, deepest, darkest shame <laughs> that will be revealed in my Google search. <laughs> well, I'm glad I touched on it right away. Okay, so Katie, what do you want to ask Alex about? Mm. Okay, um, should it be a YouTube one or a search one? Whatever you want. So- Let's do a search one. I think Alex's okay. search are more prolific. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm starting um, to feel a stomachache. <laughs> so I feel like I, what I liked is that there's a lot of things where you can tell by the timeline. Like you can you can like figure out where your mind was going, <laughs> right? Like you start on one search and you see the like stepping stone to the next one. Like you can see the thought process. Um, Just spit it out. <laughs> and then some of them it's funny because you don't um so there was one where you in the morning searched compost toilet cleaning (laughs) compost toilet and then not long after halo slash (laughs) uh okay um Um, alex you want to describe what halo slash is okay so halo is a video game franchise which um I really love. I think that they're some of the best video games ever made. But I find Do you the, do you play them, Alex? I mean, 
I have played all of them. The last one came out like five or six years ago. And there's another one. Okay, they're not like, you don't like repeat them. I don't, I don't no, play I, them. No, so I, I would say Halo 3 is a game I've played several times. Okay. okay. Um, I, I, I really like Halo. I think it is an incredibly fun game to play. It also has this very dense and pretty impenetrable storyline. Like it's basically nonsense. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. I've played all the games. I should understand it. I don't understand it. What I do know is that the main character in the game is named is named Master Chief, aka John One Seventeen. You might have seen John One Seventeen slash fic in there too. <laughs> that that probably explains it. <laughs> so he he wears this gigantic body armor, and um, he basically always wears a helmet. You never really see his face. You don't know what he looks like. And he he talks like this, and he's he's a real badass, and all he talks about is saving the world, and he never gets above a little a whisper. Let me just uh, share this with you. These covenants seem more fanatical than the ones we fought before. So, what? do you when you're playing, are you Master Chief? Yeah, you're Master Chief. He's like a character that's a stand-in for the player and has like no personality. Um, I, you know, it, I, part of this actually was that I was thinking about. I was thinking about a conversation I had with Ashley Feinberg, actually, where she was talking about Rule 34, this notion that, like, if it exists, there's porn of it, right? Mm -hmm. Slash fic is just fan fiction that is pornographic or or that is sexual in nature, right? Is Slash, though? I think Slash is specifically gay. Is it? I think so. I think canonically it is, although, like, it's the, you know... It's the traditional, like, Spock and Captain Jim. Huh. But that would still make sense in the Halo universe because it's mostly, like, macho Marines running around. And I was thinking to myself, like, I know that Rule 34 says there's porn of everything on the internet, but there can't be... Like, this character's such a blank slate that he can't... It can't exist. Like, what are they going to write about? How are they going to give character to this, like, absolute absence of character? Mm-hmm. But, and what did you find? I found uh, a lot, actually. Like, there's tons of stories about Master Chief having, like, romantic relationships with people. With aliens in the story, with characters from other franchises. And, like, they did... Get, like, I, I read some of it. I read the, the naughty parts, basically. And they did give... Like, they made Master Chief way more interesting than he is in the game. Like, you know, he had longing. He had love. He had feelings. And... Uh, you know, he he was way more complex than just being like a genetically modified super soldier that was conscripted by the United Nations Space Command into a war with aliens called the Covenant. So you didn't see actual like? Were you looking for pornographic images? No, or, I, like, I wasn't. Stories? Just, I was just looking for stories. But I guess now I oh, now I'll okay. see if there are pornographic images. I have to imagine that there's going to be right, some hold pornographic on. Master images out Master Chief there. Halo rule. 34. Yeah, hit that image search button. Um, so far, I'm not seeing... I'm seeing, like... I mean, the thing that's funny, since he never takes his helmet off, mm-hmm. it's like buff, oiled dudes wearing a space helmet. Um, are you on rule34.xxx searching? No. Is that a thing? Oh, Yeah. There's several sites that are like that, that are specifically niche for 
people searching such as yourself. Um, oh, there's so. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! What did you see? <laughs> <laughs> um. I think one of the better uh, sites for this, I, having looked at this kind of stuff before trying to find does does porn of it exist, is is this rule34.pahil.net, uh, which is kind of like a weird site. Rule34.pahel? Um, yeah. Um, I, when I quickly looked at this site, there was, you know, I don't know if you guys heard the news, but the... Uh, the po- beloved children's author, Eric Carle. The guy who wrote The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yes. He just died age 91. And right up on the little corner of this website, there is oh, a no, um, no, no. a little thing you can go, The Very Horny Caterpillar. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Christ. Oh. <laughs> um, I got to admit, I got to click through on this one. <laughs> I got to find out what this is going to Oh, this, my God. Um, <laughs> It's just the co- the very famous cover of the book, the little caterpillar. But you can see he has a large green penis, um, erect penis attached oh to him. Um, oh my god! <laughs> when I was doing Google image searches, there wasn't much Master Chief pornography, but on Pahil, there's a lot of him having sex with like other masked, helmeted people. So like the main character of the video game Doom, like. Mm-hmm. The, and then it's it's all of the aliens from the game having sex with each other, basically. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Katie. Did you find out what you were looking for with the compost toilet? I'm curious. Oh, I, you know, I constantly think about, like, uh, I'm constantly fixated on um, the fact that the world's ending and that our children are going to have terrible lives because the, there's going to be climate wars and all kinds of stuff. So I... I I was like, I'm always like, what can I, what little things can I do? And then I started reading about compost toilets and I was like, this might be a bridge too far for me. This like might be too much like hands-on poop for me to deal with. Why? Why is that a bridge too far for you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's really, all it is is just like you poop in a bucket with sawdust in it and the sawdust and the poop are supposed to mix together and make compost. But it's like, you have to con- you have to like dump it out and clean it out. Like, I don't know if I can do it. Like put together a compost toilet and, re- oh, there's the very horny caterpillar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it, right? I mean. Yep. <laughs> okay, Alex, let's do one last search. Okay. What's the last one you want to ask Katie about? Yeah, mine feels so tame compared comparatively. Um, but I'll see. I'll see uh, what we can figure out. This one's small, but it seemed it seemed it it seems so specific. Unless there's some phrase, unless it's a phrase that I'm not understanding. You 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 searched Madonna hates flowers. <laughs> um, I was trying to remember. So there's a video of her. Um, being handed a big bouquet of flowers and it is a kind of flower that at the time I could not remember the name of this flower. And I was outside and I was looking at these flowers, big blue or white bushy um, things. And I was trying to remember what they were called and I could not for the life of me. Um, and I, I didn't, I was like blue flower. Like, how can I figure out? And I knew that there was this video of Madonna being handed a bouquet by like a fan. And then she like hands, she's like on a hot mic. So I think it's, it's like a press conference or something. Like she's 
you know, she says like, oh, thank you so much to the person. And then she goes, I hate hydrangeas. Oh, <laughs> um, my God. And, like, she's so, like, offended that someone gave her, like, ugh, these flowers, which – I love hydrangeas. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful. They the only reason to hate a flower is if you're aller- if you're either allergic to it or if you're like so so rich that you have to invent things to be mad at. And I think she's yeah. she's round two. Yeah, there's. I mean, you could also just like not like the way a flower smells, Alex. Like, do you like the way baby's breath smells? Baby's breath is a f- kind of flower. Yeah. Uh, or are like you just talking about little, like putting yeah. my face in front of a child? It's like if you get a like a bouquet of roses from like the grocery store or whatever, mm-hmm. like kind of like I don't know. Buff I'm it not up. sticking my nose in flowers. If they sm- if they smell, that's fu- that's fine. But it's like I'm, I'm not, not sticking my nose in flowers. It's just it's like it's like flowers are nice to look at. I don't care how they smell. They smell they all smell fine to me. Can, can I ask you one more thing, Alex? Because there's one thing that like jumped out as i'm intrigued berries Mm -hmm. and cream lad oh my god i know why i know why he searched (laughs) that one (laughs) alex i don't know why alex chose i think he chooses each person on staff for a while just to like send his favorite youtube videos to for a while and so uh like a week ago alex right yeah i sent you that if you search Berries and Cream Lad, you'll find it right away. Berries and Cream Lad. It's a Starburst commercial where there are these two guys and they're standing against a wall. One of them says, hey, have you tried these new Berries and Cream Starburst? And the, then you hear a voice say, excuse me, did you, did you say berries? And it, the camera, the, the shot switches and it's like a guy wearing like, like he's got like an ascot and he's wearing like high boots and, and like, like tights and he looks ridiculous. And then he sings a song <laughs> and does a dance. <laughs> and it goes, berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who likes berries and this cream. Is, this is actually what it meant. was just like whenever I saw Alex on video next, uh, I got a, a nice little impersonation. <laughs> I feel like this is a very, uh, I mean, that was uploaded 2007, but I don't know when you suspect that was from, but it feels very 2007 because that's like approximately that like Skittles taste the rainbow ad campaign. Those that was ads like, were it's so absurd. fucking funny. One of those Skittles ads was legitimately, I found it like really tragic. It was about a guy who whenever he touched something, it turned into Skittles and everybody, yeah. and, they're, and they're like, hey, show them that cool thing you can do with, uh, with, with Skittles. And he's like, cool. Is it cool? And then he starts talking about how sad it is that he can't touch anything. And there's one line in it, which is, I shook a man's hand the other day. He'll never see his family again. And I'm like, oh, oh my, my God, God, that's so sad. And then the, the, the it ends with the phone ringing and he tries to pick up the phone and it turns into Skittles and he gets mad and slams his fists on his desk and the desk turns into Skittles. <laughs> anyway, I like dumb shit. Whatever. Thanks for coming on and doing this, Katie. It was illuminating to have someone else look at my look at my ser- my Google searches. This was fun. I I enjoyed looking at your your history. It's I feel like I know I feel like I know you better, and yet not at all. After the break. Alex considers leaving his attic.
With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag Tall Tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th. U.S. only. See store online for details. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply ebay motors is here for the ride with over 122 million parts you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Alex Goldman. Oh, Damiano Marchetti. Hello. Hi. How are you? Uh, I didn't see you there in this uh, video chat. We've been sitting here for 13 minutes talking about your children <laughs> and how you say pee-pee-poo-poo to them. So do not lie. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So um, I actually called you here um, because I have one quick announcement I want to make before we end the show. Okay. So I had an idea. Um that I wanted to ask our listeners about. But um, we're really lucky because you're in New Jersey. I'm in Brooklyn. Like, things are changing. Like, it's not that way in a lot of the world. But, like, in New York, things are opening back up. We're doing things again. And it's made me curious to hear about the people who have been, like, sitting on changes that are really scary or really exciting. Like, are there any things that you want to do? Man, <laughs> no, I've spent the last year in my attic p- plugging wires into synthesizers. I'm going to do the exact same thing when God. I'm done. Are there people that you are going to finally see? I mean, I didn't get to, I, I haven't been able to see my mom. She turns 80 this year. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I don't think she listens to the show. So I can say that I'm trying to play like a birthday party for her. <laughs> That's big. Going to Florida. Birthday parties? I mean, you, I mean, it's... you planning a birthday party feels very big to me. <laughs> I know, Can I, I, I just know, ask, I like, what are your plans for the birthday party? When I say I'm planning a birthday party, I more mean like I'm planning on showing up and being nice. <laughs> 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 okay. But honestly, I mean, even though it's small and not life changing, it feels really big to go to Florida. No, absolutely. So I don't know. I, 
That feels exciting. So, so yeah, I'm glad you're going to go see your mom. Um, but actually, like, the question I had for people is, is basically, like, as things are reopening in some places, is there, like, a big change that you've just been holding your breath on? Holding your breath on throughout the pandemic or maybe your whole life that as things are changing, like, you're, like, finally going to get to. But also, like, I know that the United States is in this super privileged position where, like, a lot of people are getting vaccinated. Things feel like they're going back to some version of normal. But I know that for a lot of places, that's not true at all. Yeah. Things are very different pretty much everywhere else. Yeah. Um, and so, like, if if your life still feels like it's completely frozen, like you're just stuck in COVID land forever, or if it feels like it's just getting worse. Um, I want to know, like, what's the thing you're most looking forward to when things start to reopen where you are? So, Alex, where should people write us? You should write us at replyall at gimletmedia.com um, and use the subject line 18 months in. Alex, anything else? Uh, I don't know. Everybody's always dogging on me about my attic. I like it up here. How many synthesizers would you say that you ordered this year? I can count. Pulsar, the Quantranted Storm, the Critter and Guitari. I can already hear us fading down on you. I traded my OB6 for a Prophet 6, so that's technically not getting a new one, but it's a trade. This episode of Reply All was produced by me, Lisa Wang, with Fia Benin and Anna Foley. It was edited by Tim Howard. Additional help from the rest of the Reply All crew, Anna Chin, Damiano Marchetti, and Jessica Young. We're hosted, of course, by Alex Goldman and Emmanuel Jochi. This episode was mixed by Rick Kwan, with fact-checking by Matthew Brown. Music in this episode is from Breakmaster Cylinder, Mariana Romano, and Alex Goldman. And our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Special thanks to Ashley Feinberg. You can subscribe to her newsletter at trashberg.com. That's trash, B-E-R-G, dot com. Also thanks to Paul Kowski, Jennifer Shippon, and Eric M. And we really, really want to give a huge shout out to our outgoing intern, Navani Otero, who has been amazing, amazing. And that brings me to the fact that we're actually looking for our new intern. We're hiring for both a fall 2021 intern and a spring 2022 intern. If you'd like to apply or read more about the job, go to replyallshow.com internship. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks.